0: Welcome back to the Hockey House Podcast, Episode Nine, presented by Sally Hockey Co. I'm Murph, joined virtually by Glick and Fitz. Boys, how are you doing tonight? Not bad. How about you? I see you're uh, back home.
1: What happened there?
0: I I am back home. I thought I had one more one more uh, podcast in me from my dorm in Syracuse, but um, unfortunately the cases were were on the rise, and we went online and. Uh, I didn't have to leave the dorm but all my buddies in the dorms shout out to Del Plain Hall uh, all my buddies left and so I stayed the weekend and, and drove back on Sunday but uh, I'm kind of missing the dorm right now I think the wi-fi was a lot better Fitz how are you
2: I'm I'm the same as you Murph I'm back home I'm in the childhood bedroom um, it's been a long week we got it's finals for Indiana so
0: it's been a grind yeah, it's it's a tough – it's, like, it's so tough, like, the transition online. Like, I had to, like, email a teacher and be like, hey, like, I, I can't do your assignment because I'm driving seven hours on Sunday. Like, it's just, it's just not possible. And so, like, hopefully, like, thankfully a decent amount of the professors understand. Yeah, it's definitely been a weird transition. But, yeah,
2: always love talking puck with the boys. It's a good thing to look forward to.
0: Yeah, it, it is. And so uh, we, hit, we had a good episode. We just uh, got done with uh, Tyson Brower of Jamestown, a fifth-year goalie out of uh, Alberta. He's got quite the story, and uh, he was awesome to talk to. So we'll get you guys uh, that interviewed soon. But we do have some ACHA to recap. Nothing major, but uh, number one and number two met up in Adrian, and, and the Adrian Bulldogs kind of wiped the floor with the Liberty Flames this weekend. I think it was a a 5-2 win for the Bulldogs on Friday night and then a a 7-0 thumping on Saturday night. So I I talked to a couple of the Adrian guys after that game, and uh, they're going to come on the podcast in two weeks. So that'll be something to look forward to. We'll take next week off for Thanksgiving here in the United States, but then uh, we'll we'll come back with those guys later on. Uh, That being said, we do have some – kind of a a public service announcement here. There is another social media account out there calling themselves the Hockey House. So I want to remind everybody, we are running on an ACHA budget, so we don't have the money to trademark that quite yet. Um, So uh, feel free if you see uh, the accounts called Hockey House Official on TikTok and Instagram. And if you run into them, make sure to throw them some chirps and let them know who the real Hockey House is because that title belongs to the club hockey players here. We uh, are it first,
1: so yeah, they're just copying us. At least come up with like an original name. Come on
0: now. Yeah, it looks like it looks like a couple kids playing junior hockey, but like I don't know, the hockey house—that's that's club hockey. Come on. Uh, that that being said, I think we'll, we'll we'll turn it over to our our interview with uh, Tyson Brower. T-shirt season has come and gone. It's time to break out those crew necks. Selly Hockey Co. has the fix for you. All your favorite t-shirt designs and a couple others have been made available as crewnecks. Represent your favorite fictional prep school with the Eden Hall crewneck, available in gray, black, and red. A fan favorite on the big screen can now be the newest addition to your closet. Check them all out at sellyhockeyco.com. This week's guest is currently playing in his fifth ACHA season between the pipes for the University of Jamestown jimmies. Please welcome to the show. Tyson
3: Brower, thanks for having me, boys. Welcome to the show. Yeah, I was pretty pumped when uh, saw that DM. So, yeah. Hey, Glad you're the here.
0: you're the first active player we've had on. Everyone else is sitting uh, sitting and waiting out their seasons, but uh, you got a couple of games under your belt this year, so we can talk about those.
3: Yeah, I'm probably your oldest player too, but uh, probably yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, I might I think I might be, but. Yeah, it's been an interesting year. Um, You know, I was back home in the summer uh, back in Canada, and then I just, like, kept seeing, like, how bad the U.S. was with COVID. I'm like, oh, my God, I might not have a season. And then I was texting my coach, and he's like, oh, don't worry. It's just drama. We'll be here. And then, yeah, they just said that, like, we're a small school in Jamestown here. And uh, they just said we're going to go online and do everything we can to keep it in person. And then uh, everything just worked out. It was a little weird at the start just with – uh, the COVID protocols, but it's working out okay now.
0: Uh, yeah, you're probably just sitting in Canada, like, wow, those idiot Americans just can't get it together, can they?
3: <laughs> well, I was like seeing on Barstool like some schools were having like COVID parties, and like that is fucking awesome. <laughs> how many? Uh, how many kids are at Jamestown? Uh, it's probably around 800. Oh wow. Yeah, so it's it's pretty cool because you know pretty much everybody, and a lot of those people, like, you know, they either come to parties or come to the games, so it's, it's cool. It's a good environment. Nice. All right, well, Tyson, we'll get right into it here. Uh, tell us how uh, – kind of about your hockey journey, how you
0: ended up playing uh, at Jamestown.
3: Uh, yeah, so played um, midget in my hometown of Lethbridge, Alberta. Uh played as a third year and then I tried out in the uh, Alberta Junior Hockey League and then I was in Camrose I don't know if you guys know where that is. Um, they sent quite a few guys D1. Not that I was ever going D1, but um, I was playing or I was trying out there and had a really good camp, um, but they already signed a guy and I, the writing was kind of on the wall. Um, so then the GM said, Hey, uh, you know, this is kind of what's happening. We can send you to, uh, the Cootie international league, which is junior B, but it's very good. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. Like I, I just want to play whatever. So I went to Kimberly, um, which was awesome. Uh, Jerry banks was my coach. Um, his son actually is a captain of Utica Carter banks. Um, had really good time there. Met a lot of good guys, had a lot of success. Um, won one league championship went to the finals a year after that got silver at provincials and then uh, in my third year our head coach uh flew up to kimberly and then watched me and a couple other guys play and then he just took us out to dinner and said you know this is brand new program we're starting in jamestown i'd love to have you four as our first commits um and then this is kind of what we're trying to build it uh, took me about 20 minutes to make up my mind, and I committed just because, um, you know, college hockey, as a goalie, you want to play. You don't want to sit on the bench for two years. I saw the opportunity as a new program to be a starter right away, which happened, and uh, I've never regretted it. So you've been there for every season
0: of Jamestown Jimmy Hockey, right? Yeah, I was the first player committed ever.
3: Wow. So. That's a,
0: you can <laughs> hang your hat on that one.
3: Yeah, it's, uh, it's been fun. I've seen the program grow. I uh, had a couple hiccups. Um, we'll get into that in a bit, but <laughs> uh, nice. it's, it's been really fun. I, I have no complaints about this place. I love it here. Nice. And, and so once you got to Jamestown, what was your,
0: I guess you probably have some pretty funny stories as a new team in the ACHA, but what was your first uh, welcome to the ACHA moment?
3: Yeah. um, So unlike the other stories, it wasn't like a bus breaking down or anything. My welcome to the ACHA moment was not even in the ACHA. Uh, We played the University of Manitoba, uh, two exhibition games in Winnipeg. Um, And if you don't know anything about CIS hockey, it's filled with uh, Western Hockey League, uh, Ontario Hockey League and Quebec Hockey League players who don't get a pro contract. So our uh, coach had a pretty good relationship with Barry Trotz who used to coach there and uh, we we're fortunate enough to go play them two exhibition games. So I don't think they really knew what ACHA was. Maybe a couple of guys did. So they're like, "Uh, oh, we'll play like a, a good lineup. So they had fifth year players. They had fourth year players, third year, this whole team that we had was all freshmen. Um, so we go up there and uh, right away, like, so yeah, I walked into the Max Bell center and then all the U of M guys had like their own patterns and they had, uh, uh, their names on their sticks. Um, so then like my mentality was like, well, I can either go in like thinking like, Hey, I can do the, like the best I can, or I can just have a shitty attitude and be like, yeah, I'm going to get lit up tonight. So first game we lost, uh, six, nothing. I had like probably 55 shots. Um, and then Dean called me into his, like the coach's office or whatever. And he's like, Tyson, you know, you yeah, had good job. You, uh did your best out there first college game um he's like you're going again tomorrow and then uh, i was like okay so i went back to the hotel and i like talked with my parents and they're like well what can you do like you you played junior b they played in the western league whatever so i was like pretty optimistic for the next day and then uh, we lose nine nothing and we again had like five shots whatever um so then that was like my uh Welcome the ACH mo- ACHA moment. I guess was getting absolutely pumped by University of Manitoba.
0: Nice. And at that point, had you guys you guys hadn't even played an ACHA game? That was just a preseason game.
3: Yeah, that was those were our first two games as a program, and then the weekend after we played like a uh, NDSU, which is a D two team, and like kicked the shit out of them. It was like twenty twenty to one in two games. So it was like ten nothing the first one, and then ten one the second game. So.
0: Well, that's pretty good considering, like, those CIS teams, was... like, come down and travel and play NCAA teams in the preseason.
3: Yeah. Yeah, like, U of M went to UND the weekend after, and they lost 5-2. So, like, you can't really – I didn't feel too bad, but it's still embarrassing giving up, like, 6 and 9, right? but Yeah. Hey, what are you going to do? Go, oh, go ahead. No, you go for I first. was just going
2: to say that that's the thing a lot of people don't know with ACHA. Like, a lot of the – first year players, you're coming in and you're like some straight out of high school and mm-hmm. you're like 18, maybe turning 19 and you're going up against sometimes like 24, 25 year olds who have already played like some high junior league somewhere. And I, I don't know. I think a lot of people don't understand that, that it's, it's pretty uh, wide range gap that you really have to step up.
3: Yeah, no, for sure. I know like in, um, when we first started, like our coach heavily recruited in Canada, like a lot of us came from the same league. Um, and I know like some ACHA teams, like, you know, they have tryouts or it's local guys. Like ours was all recruited and guys coming down to visit, stuff like that. So when we played NDSU, like a lot of those guys were playing like high school hockey um, in North Dakota and stuff. And they're like asking us, like, where'd you guys play? We're like, oh, we all played junior in Canada. And they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah. Kind of, it felt bad, right? But yeah. So. Well, I feel like at a school like, like
0: Jamestown at that, that size, you kind of have to recruit a team because, like – I know, at, like, at Syracuse, at least, we have such a good big student population that we kind of rely on freshmen incoming in. Fre- we rely on freshmen coming in because we're such a big school that, like, you're bound to have, like, kids that played pretty good high school hockey. I feel like at a smaller right. school like that, especially a new ACHA team, you want it to be good from the
3: start. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, like, we were really good that first year, too, which was um, – Kind of surprising, I guess. Like, I, I thought we were going to be competitive. I didn't think we were going to be as good as we were. Like, they have that rule in – I don't know if it's the same as D2 and D3 whatever. Um, if you're a first-year program, like, you can't go to nationals. So, we yeah. didn't know that, though. And, like, we were, were rolling some teams that we shouldn't have been rolling. And, like, we were ranked six going into nationals. And then, like, yeah, you guys can't go. We're like, what the fuck? Like, that, that was the thing that sucked about the first year, I guess, is we – probably wouldn't have won um but you know just to go to nationals is like a we had two two guys that were juniors that was it the rest were all freshmen so that was kind of shitty but you know for us to do that was pretty unreal and unheard of i guess um
0: have you guys gone to nationals as a team
3: yeah uh we've gone three out of the four years so every year we've gone it would have been four or four but yeah it's yeah, we went the the second year of the program. It was in Columbus. Um, went there, lost to Illinois, who ended up uh, losing to – I don't know who they lost to. Uh, I think it might have been UCL. Actually, they were runner-ups, so can't really, like, fault that too much. He was to one of the best, right? So, and then uh, went to Dallas the year after that, and then we would have went last year, but COVID, so. Talk about getting the short end of the stick. Uh, <laughs> Jamestown going to
0: Nationals so um, right now you you're you guys are playing like you're you're full in uh, what's that what's it been like you know playing in playing the ACHA during a pandemic who have you guys played and what's it been like
3: um, yeah so it's I mean it's been interesting um, North Dakota wasn't really that bad for quite a like I'd say probably two months. It wasn't that bad. Um, And then they're like, yeah, you guys can play. It's going to be like limited crowd, but we don't really have that big of a rink. So it's not like we're like missing out. Like Minot, for example, they can only have 250 people. Well, they have a 3000 seat arena. That sucks. Like we can hold maybe 400, 500. And then ours is 250. So you're half capacity. So that wasn't bad. Um, But yeah, like the schedule has been just like a lot of uh, uh, Minot, uh, Mary, which is a D2 team which they absolutely shouldn't be a D2 team because they're sick. But, um, and then Waldorf, uh, we went there, but I couldn't go because I had COVID. And then I don't know if they got COVID or what happened, but they like canceled pretty much all the rest of their games against us this year. So I don't know, but it's, it's been interesting. Um, I'm just thankful to be playing really. I mean, I feel bad for, you know, guys that aren't playing this semester or even this year, like that's brutal. So I'm just thankful to be playing, I guess. Yeah, it's definitely, like, I i know personally for me, like,
0: it's, it seems like more of the West Coast teams are playing. And, like, we've been following, yep. like,
3: like you, Mary, like, they've – what a run they've been on. Are they, like, legit? Yeah. Um, honestly, like, I hate playing against you, Mary, because, like, there's not many guys on that team that I like on the ice. But they, they really got their shit together over there. Like, they have a really good arena um, before all COVID and stuff, like, packed house um and then they just have like a lot of uh they made that program and then they had a lot of guys that are from bismarck um who like played in the Knoll and stuff who just wanted to come back so they're a d2 team but i think they could easily be like probably middle of the pack in or top 15 in d1 i'd say because we played them quite a few times and it's they're usually pretty close games minus the other night but they're uh they're good they're a good team and so out of all these places
0: you play COVID aside what's uh what's your favorite place to go play Minot,
3: not <laughs> for sure? They get a big, um, they get a good yeah. crowd. Yeah. my not? Uh, I mean, I can talk about them for a lot. Like we, I've played them personally, probably 80 times in my five years. Like that's how much we play them and it's always close games. They're all pretty much Canadian too. So it's the same thing. Um, they play in, uh, it's a, well, they share a rink with a all team, right? So it's, it's good. They got a good light show. They got a jumbotron. They get like 2000 people a night. Um, and it's just fun. It's, it's good hockey. I've always liked playing, um, against like good players. Like if you go to, uh, I don't know, Steve, I don't know if you've ever gone to like a, a junior camp or something when you maybe like getting shots that are above what you're used to. It's hard at first, but then it's, it's fun.
1: Oh yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely like, relate to similar stuff. Like at first it's like a, a bit of like a shock, but once you get like, just get settled in, you're like, okay, yeah, I got this. And then it ends up being a lot of fun.
3: Yeah, exactly, and that's what Minot is. It's just it's a hard, hard game, and I've always liked playing in high pressure situations, and that's just when I play my best. So, playing Minot's fun. um We've gotten quite a few wins against them too, especially last year, and it's just been like a hard back and forth battle every year. And uh but I mean that program's great. Like Waiter Gear has done such a good job, and he gets good players and. I wouldn't be surprised if that team honestly goes D3 in a couple years here. Like, they are really good. Yeah, I think especially, like, a season like this when they're one of the only – they're,
0: like, one of those few teams that's actually playing, it kind of just goes to show, like, how much they've got stuff together.
3: Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, I'm glad that they're – you know, we're able to play them and you, Mary, because, like, our uh, schedule our first semester is pretty much all, like, local and close, right? And then semester, you know, we go to Adrian, a couple of, this. I It's just like, uh, I don't know, I guess preparing us for what's ahead. If that makes sense.
2: Indiana, used to be in the, the same region as Minot state. And I'd always look in the rankings. I never knew how to pronounce their name. You, you just taught me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, Minot's cool. I, didn't, I haven't really spent a lot of time except for at the rank, but like, that's where all the, uh, the nukes in the United States are right around Minot. Oh, no way. Like, there's an... Yeah, all the Air Force bases there. So if World War III ever occurs, then uh, <laughs> Minot's the first to go. <laughs> they they wow. got a sick logo. Yeah, no, it's it's good. I, I, I might have seen that logo before I saw Minot, though, so there might be some copyright issue. I don't know. Okay. But... <laughs> who kn-
0: who knows? Tyson, you've been fortunate enough to play a couple of outdoor games in your time at Jamestown. Uh, walk us through what, what those were like
3: uh yeah so we'll start with the first one i guess um so that one was cool because that was the first time playing outdoors um and the school was really excited like we had a huge crowd for that so that was sick um the did you, did you guys it, host it yeah we hosted both of them um and it was good like it was well prepared uh like on game day like there was a uh, a tv crew there um it, was, it exceeded my expectations, I guess. I thought it was just gonna be like some shitty outdoor rink, but you know, full board ads, ice ads everywhere, it was, it was good. Um, the shitty thing is, is, this is our old coach. I'm not gonna mention his name because I do have a lot of stories about him. Um, if you really wanna know who it is, I'm sure you can find it on Elite Prospects, but um, he announced that we we're gonna have an outdoor game and all the boys are like, fuck, that is so sick. And I was pretty pumped about it. And he's like, uh, we gotta build the rink though. And all the boys are like, you are fucking kidding me right now. And this is over Thanksgiving break. So none of the guys went home. We all had to build this arena. And uh, I don't think any, there's maybe two guys who knew how to like build ice um, because they worked at the rink here. And uh, so we have to build this rink. And then that was the third year, sorry, not my second year. Um, So we build it, whatever. It sucked. Play the game. We're playing You Mary. Um, and then we pumped their 10D. same Aaron Nelson. He actually played D1 at, uh, Mankato, I think. So we pumped him with shots. I only had like 19. I was so cold. It was like the coldest day ever. I don't know what Fahrenheit it was. Cause I'm Canadian. It was probably minus 30 degrees Celsius. So someone will have to go on Google and type that in. Um, I didn't get very many shots. I'm standing in my net. My toes are frozen. Like I got a shot. Of, I was wearing Steve, you probably know like how thick a practice glove is for a attendee, right? I was yeah. wearing my practice glove because like I was wearing my game one, and it just I would get a shot off the hand and it hurt. Oh, I bet. Um, like, even just so at was, like a normal temperature, yeah.
1: it's it's painful. I cannot imagine that. And I, I googled it; it's minus twenty two yeah. Fahrenheit for all the American listeners. So it was freezing out there. Yeah. I cannot imagine. Like yeah. I'm surprised your hand
3: even just didn't just like break that's apart with, like in a that's cartoon. About the windshield. <laughs> it was it was brutal and like. Um, I don't know if you guys have watched, like, the outdoor game, like, the World Juniors. Um, like, the attendee, Ottinger. Is that how you say his name? Jake Ottinger? He plays for Dallas, whatever. Ottinger, yeah. Um, yeah every time you drink water, like, it spill on his, uh, yeah. So, it spill on his jersey, and it was kind of frozen. Same thing happened to me, because I'm drinking water, and I had, like, a sheet of ice on my jersey. So, puck would hit it, and ice would fly off. <laughs> so, that was brutal. Um, it was still fun, though. I mean, like, I don't regret it. Just, it sucked making the ice, and – putting the boards in and stuff like that. Cause it was already cold because November. Um, so that, and then we, uh, that was my third year at Jamestown and then we scheduled another outdoor game, which was last year, um, against Minot. And then that was our old coach and then he got dismissed. And then our, my first year coach Dean came back. So we're playing Minot. Um, and then we didn't have to build anything. He's like, no, fuck that. You guys aren't doing that. That was horseshit. And I was like, thank God. Well, the guy in charge doesn't know anything about making ice. And then I worked at the uh, arena here last year. So I have quite a bit of knowledge with that. So I was like, okay, I'll I'll help you. Um, And he's like, okay, thanks browse. I appreciate it. So I'm kind of helping him out and he's going a lot slower than he needs to. And his ice crew like is just slacking off. Well, it's like two days before a game and they don't even have the lines down yet. So I'm like, okay, like, is, are we going to make this or not? So I text him. Okay. Do you need help? Like I can come help you. And he's like, yeah, it would, that would really help. I'm like, so I go out there. Um, so the next two days I was probably out there till 2am helping him with ice, um, including the night before the game, I was still building ice. So if you, there's a picture about hockey day in North Dakota, like last year, and there's guys building ice. That picture is actually me. (laughs) Um, so I, pretty much like helped out with all the ice and then stayed up till stupid hours in the night making it and then had to play Minot the year or the night after. And then, um, they're calling for snow and we're like, Hey, whatever. Hopefully it's not too much. Well, two o'clock. And then we get a winter storm advisory and we're like, Jesus Christ, like the fuck's going to happen. So, uh, get out there. It's not snowing too bad and like warm ups and whatever. Um, first period we get in, to the dressing room and they're like hey guys there's a delay um they just need the ice but there's snow on the ground again we're like oh great so then they're getting people out there with shovels and they're like okay you guys are good so we go for the first period uh it was a lot better than the first year because i got a lot of shots because we're playing minot um so it was warm but it starts snowing like really thick like i don't know if you guys have ever driven in a winter storm when you got your headlights on on the highway and you can see the snow in and it's really distracting. So imagine like having that, but like guys shooting pucks at you and like players moving back and forth. So that's what I was dealing with all game. And then we had to like stop like every 10 minutes and then get shovels out. And it was just a shit show. And then finally we get through the game and it's tied 2 2, I think. Yeah, it was 2 2. And then uh, we go to a shootout, which lasted 16 rounds. Um, and it was uh, Holden Kurtz who played for Minot, he was attending me. So we're just battling snow, and everyone's just like, somebody score, someone miss the net, just so whatever, like we can end this. And Then finally, uh, Carter Johnson, he was on our, t- our team. He scored in round sixteen, and then I had to go, I had to save it to end it. And then I don't know who it was, came down, shot like low blocker, and I got a piece of it, went in the corner, and I was just like, thank God that's done. So, and then we went to the bar after, and it was awesome. But um, yeah, that was my uh, outdoor game experience.
0: I remember. I remember seeing the pictures from that.
3: Yeah, it was absolutely insane, and I had so many people texting me like, "How? Like, it was a five-hour game, so it started at seven, and we we're done at like eleven. We we're like, okay, hey, we got to go to the bar like now.' Like, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was it was fun. Um, I, I don't regret any of them. It's a good story. So,
0: the fact that you guys any, had uh, to
3: build the rink is awesome. <laughs> yeah, that, that should have been my welcome to the ACHA story. Hey, you got to build a rank you're going to play on. Sick. It's like,
0: it's like field of dreams. If you build it, they'll come.
3: <laughs> oh, and they came.
1: <laughs> see, see, I just feel bad for all the scratches because they just spent like all this effort into like building a rank and then you just got to watch all the boys play on there. So. That
3: must well, that cool. was, we didn't actually have that many scratches. Um, that, uh, that third year, because like we have a D2 team at our school too. So, like, that would have really sucked. But um, that third year, we didn't have many scratches. We had one guy who pretty much built all the ice because he was working at the rink. And he did get scratched. And he went into the coach's office. He was like, you cannot scratch me. I built this ice. So, he sat on the bench the whole game. (laughs) Yeah, that was Uh, cool. If there
2: are any uh, ACHA teams out there looking for an outdoor game, you just got to call up Tyson. It'll get the ice all ready for you. Yeah, we'll host a UJ here
3: gladly. <laughs> yeah, no it's it's been uh it's been interesting and then yeah like back I I can tell some stories if you guys want. Um, yeah, go for it. Old, yeah, so uh the old coach um so again I got recruited recruited by Dean and great guy. Um I'll tell a couple stories about him first and then I'll get into the next guy but so like when he took me over for dinner he was like talking to me about uh because he used to coach in the east coast and he played in the coast too for a long time and he coached for 10 years um for greenville and cincinnati i believe so he's telling me he's like yeah tyson you know you have good college career i can probably get you some looks in the east coast you'll get a tryout for sure i'm like you know that's great like what else can you ask for right especially coming from the acha um So I was like, yeah, that's great. And he's like, did I ever tell you the story about Cam Talbot? I'm like, well, no, you've never told me that because we just met. But um, he's like, Cam Talbot, I made him into the goaltender he is today. And that's when he was playing with New York. And he was having like a really good season when uh, Lundquist went down. And then, so his story goes, uh, yeah, Cam Talbot came to me in the East Coast. And uh, I groomed him into the goaltender he is in New York today. And I'm like, oh, that's sick. Cam Talbot's unreal. And then – I committed after that, not after the story, but whatever committed. And then uh, a guy I know from Lethbridge, his name's Jeff Malcolm. He played for the Yale Bulldogs and he was a goaltender and then he won and he signed with Hartford. So then he went to the coast and played for Dean. So he messaged me and said, Hey, is uh, Dean Stork your coach? I said, yeah. He's like, has he told you the Cam Talbot story yet? I said, yeah, he just told me. He said, no way. I'm like, why? What happened? And he's like, what did he say? And then I told him how he, groomed him into the goaltender and he starts laughing he says Cam Talbot went to Greenville for one game on a conditioning stint because Hartford was out east and he got a 47 save shutout and went back to the Rangers <laughs> That's so that was like the uh, yeah so he's like taking credit for his 47 save shutout whatever it was and I thought that was hilarious I'm like whatever like Dean's such a good guy. Like he cares so much about his players, and guy does anything to win. <laughs> so for him to say that, I was just like, that's so fitting. But uh, he, he used yeah. Cam Talbot
0: as a selling point for you. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, fuck! If you can do that to Cam Talbot, then what can you do with me? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it only took uh, Cam Talbot one
1: game with him, and you've been with this coach for how many years? So you're probably going like the Hall of Fame right
3: away. Yeah, easily. <laughs> um, so he, we had a really good season. He's he's a good guy. And then um, I think his goal was always to go uh, uh, coach division. And I think, like, when he was trying to get into college hockey, they said, hey, we'd like you to have some experience uh, coaching college hockey. And that's why he went to the ACHA. Um, I mean, like, we were very lucky to have him, obviously, with his resume. And then so he went to Miami, uh, Ohio. And then he was uh, director of hockey operations there for two years. So that's when we got the other coach, who will remain nameless because he's done some questionable shit. You can call him coach. Um, you can call him so coach lint. <laughs>
0: lint coach is what we call coach coaches. Lint. Yeah, Coach Lint
3: is what you call him. Okay, I'll scratch out that I'll put lint right there. Um, yeah, so Coach Lint comes in, tattoos down his left arm, just shitty tattoos. Color not good at all, and I'm like, whatever, like can't be that bad. I I trust the school to hire someone good. Um, So comes in, we have a team meeting and uh, first thing out of his mouth. Yeah. I had a cup of coffee in the fed. I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, I had a cup of coffee in the fed. And we like, look him up after this meeting played four games in the fed, whatever. Uh, So that was the first thing. And then he's like, yeah, I don't give a fuck about your season last year. This is a new season. And in our heads we're all thinking like buddy do you know what we did last year like we're freshmen we ranked six like give us a little bit of credit don't just say fuck you guys um so that was like our first impression of him and then like we weren't doing too hot off the start like i think this was his and i should probably say this too he wasn't ever a head coach so this was his first crack at it and he was only like six or seven years older than most of us because we're all 21 coming into college right So, like, I can't fault him too much for the shit he did because he was still young. Um, Anyways, uh, so, like, the one thing that he – one of the worst things he did was – I'm sure you guys know, like, how big homecoming is at your schools, right? It's a big deal. Um, All the alumni comes in, just – it's a party, right? Um, So, obviously, we want to go to bars and stuff like that. So – we play Minot, a doubleheader. So we go there the first night, we lose 3-2, whatever. It's a close game. And they were ranked, like, top five, as they always are. Come back to Jamestown, lose 2-1. Two, and I'm like, well, whatever. Like, again, 2-1, Minot. I played good. I was happy. He comes in the room just pissed. And we're like, what the hell? Like, what do you want from us? And he's like, you guys, we're going to work out at 6 a.m. tomorrow. If I hear anyone goes out, you're whatever, like, threatening us. We're like, fuck you, buddy. So he leaves and then our group chat on Snapchat, it's like, boys, we're going tonight. Um, and this was led by our captain. His name's Colson Stiebel. Uh He's playing over in Germany now. And he's like, boys, fuck that guy. We're going to the bar. So we're all like, but he said, he's like, this is an all team thing. Like, I don't care if you're a rookie or whatever, like every single player is going. So we go to the bar and it's called the corner bar because James pretty small. So there's only a couple bars. So we go in there just packed with alumni like the girls from my first year came back. I was like, yes, I missed you guys. Um, and then, uh, get in there and we're having a good time. And each guy probably spent like probably 50, 60 bucks on themselves. And like here, that'll get you a lot. Like we had guys dancing on tables, guys shirtless in the bars. Anyways, uh, coach walks in, coach Lynn walks in and, uh, comes up to our captain says something. I don't know what he said. And then, uh, just kind of like addresses the whole team. And he says, probably not the smartest move, boys. See you at 5 a.m. tomorrow. And then he leaves. And then uh, as soon as he leaves the bar, like my captain's just like, fuck that guy, let's go. And then we all just fucking got shittered like till 4 a.m. Showed up at workout. Every single player was drunk. We're like sitting in the gym, just like back like this. Every single guy can barely see straight. He's like, who on the team went out last night? We all put our hands up. He's like, and who's drunk right now? we all put our hands up again. He's like, how the fuck are we going to do a workout if you guys are all drunk? Go home and I'll text you later. We're like, fuck you. So we go back home. And I'm like, this is awesome. I get to sleep and I'm hungover. So uh, um, he texts us. He's like, boys, really disappointed in all of you. See you tomorrow. Prepare for hell week. And we're like, oh, well, you know, I was 22 at the time. I was maybe a little bit scared, uh, but not we're like whatever fuck this guy so we have to go to um we didn't even go to the gym we went to our uh basketball team's arena um it's called the newman so it has like a concourse that's like all the way around up top and uh so we get in there and then he's bitching us out for going out on saturday night whatever and then he's like start running stairs i'll tell you when to stop so we run stairs for probably like half an hour or whatever and then he's like, I want you guys to do lunges all the way around the entire arena. And he's like, keep your hands off your hips. And I'm like, whatever. So we have to like keep our hands above our heads and we have to do lunges. And then a couple guys start putting them on their hips because they got bad hips. And then he makes us start over. So we're in that gym from 5 a.m. till probably 6.45, 7. That was pretty shitty. And then we got on the ice and we didn't touch pucks at all. It was just strictly skating. And then, uh, so we did that for... Uh, four days and uh, had games that weekend too. So, and we lost both of those. I wonder why. And then the week after that, he comes in the room. He's like, "Hey boys, I got you guys pucks. And we're like, what? So each player had a puck with their number on it. And he said, if you guys lose this puck, uh, the whole team's skating. So if I call on you and you don't have your puck, then the whole team's skating. So all year you had to bring your pucks wherever we went. Doesn't matter. So if he was, like, if we are playing in, like, whatever, let's say ASU, and he's, like, hey, Brower, where's your puck? And we're, like, oh, I don't have it. He's, like, okay, I guess we're skating on Monday. So there was that. That was really stupid. Yeah, like, we're, like, who is this guy? Something you do with, like, little kids (laughs) is, like, a fun little, like, thing. It was honestly just a slap in the face because, like, the team that we had that first year, it was a bunch of really good guys. It didn't feel like club hockey at all. Like, we were winning really good in the community. The school loved us. And then we're just like getting treated like shit for no reason. Like this to this day, I will never be scared of skating lines or doing workouts because of how hard that two weeks was, whatever. And the amount of like pain that I went through, it was insane. So there was that. It's crazy during and the season too. Yeah. And like, you know, if you want to have two practices or two workouts that are hard, whatever, you still got games a weekend. He's like doing this till Thursday and we play Friday night so that was brutal and then he'd like always search our stalls like guys like summy tape and like whatever that's pretty normal everywhere right and he's like yeah i found tape in your stall And I'm, it's not even how he's because your team orders is how he's i'm like it's renfrew and he's like i don't care we ordered it i'm like what the f- no the fuck you didn't <laughs> like what are you talking about so we'd skate for shit like that too and um back to the skating thing so we like fly down to asu and uh so i guess the story will start on the plane he makes our grad assistant, uh, his name's Alex Kaluzny. He's a head coach at Trine. He's never flown before, so he's scared of shit. And this coach, Lint, makes him sit at the window seat on purpose just to be a dick and fuck with him. I'm like, fuck this guy. So we get to Vegas, and uh, um, my roommate, who I also played uh, junior with, his name's Jason Richter, his bag got dragged across the tarmac. Like, it got hooked on the baggage, just destroyed the bag, fucked his gear up. And uh, so we like go like the, whatever the United ticket office thing. And we're like, Hey, like his bag got fucked up. We like showed him. And then like the guys are like, yeah, sorry. It happens. He's like, just go tell him they'll reimburse you. So they cut him a check for like $300, which would have, whatever should have covered everything. Coach Lint grabs the check and goes to his assistant coach. He's like, Oh, we're gonna have fun at the tables with this. And then Jason's just like, what the fuck? So there was that. And then um, we he get actually to have taken the money Yeah, he did.
1: I'm pretty sure that's illegal. I mean, I'm no law student, but seems. Yeah. I mean, if not illegal, at least unethical.
3: Unethical whatever it is, just a dick move. Like replace the guy's shit. Like it was fucked. I don't know if they actually spent it at the tables or if it just went back into the budget whatever. The guy didn't get he had to like his pants had to get sewn and shit like that. So that was already sketchy. And then we get to the hotel and uh, he's like, Hey, you guys can go out like and sightsee till like 10 o'clock, but like I'm doing room checks at 10. And I'm like, okay, that's fair. Whatever. So we, we go out. Um, all the guys are back except for this one player and he like gets back at like 10 Oh five. Cause he like got lost in a casino or something. It happens. It's Vegas. I know. Um, so in our group chat, he's like, So-and-so missed curfew, so there will be severe punishment tomorrow. Well, we got a morning skate. So we get to the rink, and he skates us on morning skate. We're, like, doing bag skating, and we're like, like, what the hell is wrong with this guy? So that was fucked. And then we go out for dinner, and I don't know, like, what you guys spend on meals, like, per player, let's say I don't know, 15 bucks, like that covers like pasta, right? Whatever. He took us out to like a a pretty good restaurant and I think they did give us a good team deal. Somehow we still end up spending $1,500 before a tip. And he was just loaded, him and his assistant coach are drinking beers, all this shit. Anyways, he's a younger guy. So he has like Snapchat, right? So he takes a picture of the bill and he says, Thanks, UJ. Well, he's got a bunch of people that are like coaches at UJ and grad assistants and they all like screenshot it and send it to the athletic director. And so that was like a really dumb move, I guess. And uh, yeah, so you got in shit for that. And then like at the end of the year we're like, okay, with all this stuff, there's no way that he's coming back. Right. And then somehow he still came back. So then the second year, Um, the dumb shit kind of stopped. I think he kind of like settled in a little bit. Uh, we still didn't like him very much. And like a bunch of guys left because of him. Um, but somehow out of all that, he ended, he liked me a lot. Um, and he's like, Hey, Browse, I found a guy who wants to pay for your equipment. And I'm like, Oh, sick. Like I worked at a hockey store when I was playing junior. So I already get like a pretty good discount on CCM goal stuff. Um, and I was like, well, whatever I'll, uh, I, I know some people at the pro factory. So, and Steve, you probably know, this was like out of Quebec. Um, so he's like, yeah, this guy's going to pay for your gear. I'm like, sick. I'm going through the pro factory. I'm getting e fours before they come out. So I, uh, do that. I contact Hugo Hamlin, who is a pro goal rep for CCM. And I was like, uh, Hey Hugo, I'm with the university of Jamestown. Just wondering if I can order gear? He okay. Is it all so i got a uh, e-flex fours um like a year before they're supposed to come out two gloves three or sorry three gloves two blockers whatever <laughs> shit uh Lynn says yeah browse just give me the bill i'm like okay um so that was in uh september uh i give him the bill and then we're in asu playing and uh i get a text from hugo and this was like end of November, I think. And he's like, Hey Tyson, um, can you give me a call when you can? I'm like, yeah, I'm just in a team video. I'll give you a call in 20 minutes or so I call Hugo and he, he's French. He's like, hello Tyson. Um, yeah, just going through papers here. Uh, doesn't look like you guys have paid. I'm like, what? And then he's like, I don't know if it's an accounting error. I'll, I'll look into it. I'll call you back. I'm like, all right. Um, so he calls me back and he's like, yeah, it wasn't paid for. So then I go to Coach Lint, and I'm like, hey, uh, did that gear get paid for? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it got paid for, yeah. I'm like, are you sure? Because Hugo's telling me it's not paid for. And then he's like, yeah, 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 it's paid for. Don't worry about it. I'm like, all right, so play ASU and then go to Vegas, like, the night after. Um, and then uh get back back to Jamestown, and he's like, uh, bro, come coming to my office. And I'm like, okay. So I go in there, he sits down, he's like, um, so yeah, that donor that was going to pay for your gear, not going to pay for it. And I'm like, what? And then I don't know if you guys know how shitty like the Canadian dollar is compared to the U S but it was like bad, like 70 cents to the dollar. So my, my, uh, $4,000 CCM bill turned into a $7,000 Canadian bill pretty much. And he's like, yeah, you're gonna have to pay for that. I'm like, buddy, I'm like, I'm a college student. Uh, this is ACHA. I'm not on full scholarly so <laughs> what do you want me to do? And he's like, I don't know, it's gonna have to get paid for. So I uh, text Hugo and I'm like, um, Coach Lint's figuring it out, just uh here's his number. So then Hugo's texting Coach Lint the whole time and finally he's like, Okay, uh what we're gonna do is um gonna use the budget to pay for it and then and uh I'm like, Okay. I'm like that's kind of sketchy, but whatever. Um, and then he's like, yeah, just don't worry about it. I'll, uh, I'll get it done. Just make sure that you, uh, put the money back into the budget. I'm like, okay. At, like at the end of the year and we're going to figure that out, I guess. And then he, uh, gets dismissed. Um, and then like that bill did get paid for, but I don't know where the money came from. And he's like asking me for money and stuff. And I'm like, well, you're not my coach anymore. So I don't really know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess Coach Lent, if you're ever listening, wild. I guess I'll uh, pay you back whenever or, a real job. <laughs> yeah, so that's interesting. I guess that was the uh, the shitty years of Jamestown. I guess, but it's been great since Dean came back, and um, yeah, we get like a lot of support from the school. It's it's great. You know, we're pretty lucky. Like we're on a we have a team budget, right? So like that's nice. We have like our own athletic therapist. We have um like strength and conditioning coaches like it's it's not like a ncaa school like they're all naia so we're kind of on the same playing field and we all use the same facilities and stuff like that so that's uh really nice and then like i said earlier it's only 800 people so yeah that's pretty cool so like it's not like jamestown is considering
0: going ncaa because the whole athletic department is naia right right
3: exactly i mean um I would love nothing more for Jamestown to try and go D3 someday. And I'll a hundred percent as an alumni try and help out every way I can with that. Um, Cause I think, you know, like the basketball team, they do really well. The volley, women's volleyball team does really well every year and they're like powerhouses in an NAIA, well, like in their uh, conference, whatever. Um, but yeah, I think hockey, like they have, they could have the resources. And I think they have the support for it. They just probably need a little more funding and a better arena, but I don't think it's out of the question. Minot definitely. I think if Minot went um, Jamestown someday and then you know Concordia, which is in Fargo or Moorhead, whatever, they're D3. So they could probably make some sort of a conference, which is Minnesota and North Dakota, which would be great. But yeah, it's it's been awesome. And yeah, I'm just, uh, I don't know, trying to see what happens this year. I know there's talks of ACHA maybe giving another year of eligibility, and I uh, I probably would come back, <laughs> so I'd be a six year, I guess, which is insane to think, but might as well, all right?
2: <clears throat>
3: Please just go. Take the skates off. Yeah. yeah, I am not ready. I'm just I got the, I don't know. I I just can't quit. I haven't ever had that feeling where I'm like dragging my ass to practice or can't get up for games. Like I'm just engaged in it all the time I guess I haven't had that feeling or and I think that's a testament to uh Jamestown too it doesn't ever feel like club hockey which is really nice if that makes sense um so I think that's probably part of it as well
0: we're gonna have to check the the ACHA record books for all-time games played by a goalie
3: here <laughs> it's uh, 130 <laughs> oh really had a, yeah I'm only uh i think after this weekend i'm six away from tying um, no way to- yeah so yeah the guy had he played five years and he had 130 i think it's alex henry um Where and you then go to school? Right before- uco he was he was a really good tendy too like if you look him up on the internet he's got good stats um and then yeah at the end of the year last year i had 115 and then um our sports information director was like hey uh I think you're pretty close to the record. I'm like, why? What is it? He's like, you're only uh, 15 games away. I was like, oh shit. I'm like, well, this is before COVID. I'm like, oh, we'll be fine. <laughs> and now I'm just struggling. I'm like, please let us play five more. <laughs> Are they gonna give you like a, a Marty Brodeur ceremony and let you cut the net after the game? No, I'll probably just get like a piece of paper that says congrats, <laughs> <laughs> or like a gift card, gift card for like a some bar, like twenty three dollars. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Hey! Congrats but, on yeah, you. that's a lot of hockey that is yeah um i i never thought of playing that many college games and i've talked to uh friends who played like d3 and d1 and like the amount of games that you've played as a goaltender is insane because usually it's like you know you wait a couple years to play and d1 pl- plays um not as big of a schedule like here at jamestown we're playing like 45 plus a year right so and then yeah i started since i was a freshman so it started adding up pretty quickly but Speaking yeah. of, uh, of games played,
0: uh, we, we honored you earlier with uh, the beauty of the week. How did uh, that whole thing start with uh, you donating money from the saves you make?
3: Yeah, um, I was just kind of uh, – it might have been in the summer. I was at work, actually. I was kind of bored. And, uh, like, I, I do construction in the summers. I was sitting in a machine. I'm like, well, I'd kind of like to do something just to help out because it was. I was thinking it was going to be my last year. So I just kind of wanted to leave on like a high note, I guess. And I was like, what could I do to, uh, I don't know, just help out somebody or some organization. And then I kind of came up with the idea of like, well, I get a lot of shots in Jamestown. So maybe if I have like uh, uh, some charity going where I donate 50 cents per save or a dollar per save, um, then that would be okay. And then I was like crunching some numbers. I'm like, well, I had a, quite a few shots last year and that's a lot of money so maybe i'll like cut it in half and do 50 because like i'm paying out of pocket right i'm a college student so i wanted to kind of keep it like still make a difference but i don't want to put myself in trouble um and yeah i just kind of came up with that um so we have quite a few home games this year so it should be a a good amount i hope um and then i've had two people already reach out and say they're going to match my donation so that's more than i ever thought it was going to be already and um yeah it's been great those people uh that said they're gonna donate as well um one works at the school she's an amazing person and then the other one's just a uh, someone local and yeah i'm just very uh, thankful that they wanted to help out as well so so that's the, just
0: the people listening just remind them where those donations are going to
3: um the birthing center at uh the hospital here in town so um, they just kind of asked me like what my money wants to go to. And I just said that, um, I don't want it to go anywhere specific. I, if you guys need something, just put it towards whatever. Um, I'm sure there's, uh, enough things in the hospital that they could be replaced or whatever. So, um, and I just kind of chose that cause my, uh, my niece, um, when she was born, she had, uh, some I don't know what it was, something with her skull, um, but it was putting pressure on her brain. Um, and the doctors in the birthing center back home, they caught that really quickly. And then uh, so did the optometrist that um, my niece and my sister and stuff go to. They caught that really quick. So um, I just kind of had a special place in my heart for uh, birthing centers. And uh, that's just kind of what my decision was based off of, I guess. Nice.
0: That's an awesome story so yeah and then any, uh, any, any stories you haven't gotten to tell yet that any questions that we haven't asked you that
3: um let's see yeah i guess i don't know I can talk about uh the school i can talk about the parties talk about well, i got a couple more co- well one more covid two more covid stories i guess our grad assistants <laughs> um uj uh just as a whole. Um, like when I came here, uh, I didn't have like a, uh, like a tour or anything just cause it was so far, right. And we we're a mid season junior. Um, so I just kind of relied on pictures. <laughs> I actually DM a girl on uh, the soccer team before I came here too. And I was like playing it off, like, Hey, can you uh, send me some pictures of the school? But I was like, just trying to talk to her kind of, <laughs> um, whatever. So I didn't get to see the school. I came down here and it was okay. Like it was, uh, it was a college, um, the thing that amazing the most about the school, though, is the amount of upgrades they've put into this facility and everything in, like, four years. When I came here, it wasn't the best, but looking back on it now, I'm like, holy cow, this place has got a major upgrade in, like, not a short amount of time. Like, they've added um, an entire building for residents, which is, like, four floors. Um, calf has gotten way better. They built that uh, basketball arena, which was insane. Um pretty much upgraded all the software at the school, the internet, uh redid a lot of the classrooms. So it's uh crazy what they've done here and um you know that's a lot of private donations too from an alumni because it's a private school. Um so I mean that shows just uh, the kind of people that they're grooming at this place and the success they're having, obviously if they're able to donate that amount of money. Um, so I mean, UJ's uh, doing something right for sure and then uh, yeah I guess I can talk about COVID too so like when I came down here um, all the international students had to uh, self-isolate just because we're out of country so we had to do our uh, 14 days but then it ended up getting cut in half because like, I tested negative and then um, that was fine and then we had a we had a COVID party. <laughs> we actually had two of them. And the first night was pretty good amount of people. The second night, there was a lot of people. And one of the girls had COVID, and we got in trouble for that, obviously. And then my two roommates got COVID. Um, and then uh, I didn't, I had to get tested because of that. And then somehow I tested negative. But the rule in North Dakota was if you have people that are living with you that have COVID, um, you have to. Uh, isolate for uh, 24 days because it's like 14 days plus the 10 days that they're like your 14 days starts after they're done their COVID. So like the boys were practicing and doing like fitness testing and I'm sitting at home for like a month and then finally I got to go back and then after all that um, I ended up getting COVID like in well a couple weeks ago and then I had to quarantine again so that was pretty crazy. Um, But yeah so I was like in quarantine for like solid month and a half probably and then uh yeah so hopefully I don't have to do that ever again what's uh I'm curious you're talking about how you know Jamestown's such a
0: tight-knit school and you love it there what's the biggest win you've had at Jamestown
3: uh last year on our senior night um we shut out Minot one nothing, um and that was huge because I don't think Minot has gotten shut out in a very long time. Um, and that was very special for me because at that time I already knew I was coming back as a fifth year, but, um, I had a lot of guys from that first year team that was their, uh, it would, it was going to be their last game because, uh, evidently we got shut down COVID a week later. Um, but nobody knew that. So, um, our last game game together was a one nothing win over Minot and, uh, yeah, I was just happy. I got to share that, um, with them, I guess. Did the boys get after it that night? Yeah, we got after it. <laughs> there we go. So yeah. And then I guess I could talk about that too. It's so like, um, I live at a house here with, uh, five guys on the team. And, uh, last year, um, I lived in the same house, just with different guys. So the one guy, um, his name's Brandon Shaber. Uh, he plays over in Germany now too with uh, my old captain and the uh, Press twins, who I also played with. Um, we are like talking in the summer before we moved in. We we're like, hey, we got to, like, this has got to be the send house. And he's like, yeah, I know. Like, what do we got to do to, like, what would be good ideas? I'm like, we gotta have, or we we're talking, and I don't know who it was. Someone suggested, like, we got to have, like, a DJ, and we got to have, like, a bar, and we got to have, like, theme nights and stuff like this. So we're like, thinking of all these ideas and we get to this house and it's a really big house like it's three levels and it's just a complete trap house so like the downstairs we turned into like a club basically and we call it club shredder um so my one buddy uh destin robinson he uh had like a he knows how to dj and he had like turntables and all this shit and it was getting out of hand last year there was probably a point Jamestown only has 800 students. So we probably had 350 people in this house, all three levels just packed. And it was just a nightmare cleaning the next day. Like you always hope that the boys show up to the house to help clean, but they never do. And uh, so we got after it quite a bit last year and it was to the point where like our coach was like, Hey, you guys need to like chill out, and whatever. But um, yeah, club shredder was definitely going after that win last year for sure. Like everyone wants to go to a big school, but they don't, I don't, I think Jamestown gets looked over just because it's so small. It's in butt fucking nowhere, right? But it's, it's a good place. It's uh it's good hockey. Um, you know, you got a good coach and community and the school really care about you. So it's, it's awesome. Well, Tyson, I think that's a, that's a perfect
0: way to wrap this up. You talking about Jamestown. So we'll probably call it here. And uh, I would love to have you on again at some point. Sounds like you got a, a whole notebook of stories there. So um, we'll leave it at yeah. there, but uh once again, hey, thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it, um, giving us the inside look at Jamestown and how you guys are playing through COVID right now. So uh, we wish you the best
3: of luck in, in the rest of your season here. Thanks, boys. I uh, appreciate it. Hopefully, uh, I don't know, hopefully something happens with COVID and you guys are able to play.
0: Once again, thank you, Tyson Brower, for coming on the show.
1: It's a great interview. It's good to have a um, fell goalie back on again after uh... – a little string of skaters, but he had some great stories.
0: Yeah,
2: it was nice to have a uh, guy who's currently playing actually right now uh, on the ACHA, so it
0: was cool to hear the
2: perspective of what's going on.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. He was telling me, like, I thought it was the the story about the pads was funny. Like, I don't know how goalie gear works, but I didn't know you could just order them, and the fact that he was wearing the pads and then the bill came later on and no one was there to pay for it, it seems wild to me.
1: I mean, I've never gotten it directly like through a rep I always just get it through a store, but I mean if he was able to get them that way, then that's what he was able to do I, mean, I wish I could do something like that i gotta <laughs> I gotta get or I gotta ask him to get me in touch with that guy up in Canada Hugo yeah Hugo the French Canadian goalie pad
0: salesman,
2: yeah. Tyson just goes he's like yeah you know they, they gave me three gloves two blocks or blockers you know
0: not, not a big deal or anything it's like oh, yeah nice. not a big deal until you find out you got to pay for them. <laughs> Tyson Brower uh if you need a, a goalie rep or someone to build your outdoor rink he's the guy to call and I, I think officially like for guys that come on the show if our anonymous coach is coach Lint That was hilarious. Who, who also Coach Lint number two also had ties to the Fed, which I loved. Yeah. When when
2: you hear a coach from the Fed, you you just know (laughs) they're a lint immediately. Lint.
0: Uh, the way Sherm says lint, it just, uh, it's so funny.
2: I can't tell you how many IU guys like texted me after that. They're like, he called them lint, like, what?
3: Uh, I don't know. No one's (laughs)
0: gonna suspect what his actual name is. No one's gonna put that (laughs) one together, Coach Lind. All right. Well, this week's question, boys, is uh, who has the best jerseys in the ACHA? Which Which team? You don't have to have played against them, but in your opinion, who's got the best uniforms in the ACHA? I'm going last. I got a I got a dark horse. All right. right. I I've got mine. I usually go last, so I don't mind going first. um i i'm a sucker for like the big 10 schools like like ohio state and michigan and penn state like too no not indiana not indiana <laughs> i like when they have i like when teams have the football helmets like so i like bama's look i like how yeah. they got like they got like the stripes on the helmet the jerseys are clean classic like it it reminds me of of alabama football and i think more to like I wish if Syracuse if we could just have orange helmets like that would be so cool but obviously hard to find orange hockey helmets so I'm 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 a sucker for the the helmets that match the football teams and uh so for that reason I'm going to take Bama
1: yeah that's a solid choice um I guess I'll go next so that way um Fitz can go last uh, I'm going to have to go with fellow um or a team in my uh division the Westchester Rams I mean I'm a big sucker for that royal, like, purple and gold, like the old Kings jerseys. So, I mean, it's just a sick color combo. So, I got to go with them.
2: Murph, I got nervous when you said Big Ten because I thought you are going to steal my pick. But oh. hear me out. The All- Iowa Hawkeyes. Ooh. The, the black and yellow, they have this, like, it's almost – you'd think it's a winter classic jersey. But, oh, like, the striped actually, ones? Yeah, yeah. Those are those are clean. They and they say like University of Iowa on the front. You'd you'd think it'd be something they wear for like a winter classic, but it's like their regular jerseys. They're That's a good look. I like yeah. that one. We yeah. played them in an outdoor game once, and they wore those, and I was just like, wow, those are nice. Yeah,
0: I like. I just well, looked
2: them up, and they look really nice. I can see why I picked them.
0: That that was my dark horse, boys. It's a good pick. The wild card. Yeah, I thought you were when you said Iowa. I thought, well not big 10, but Iowa, Iowa state is, they got good ones too. too. Like classic uh, maroon and gold there. Yeah. But I think a solid choice is all around. Well, I hope you guys like this episode. Once again, a reminder, if you see hockey house official on Instagram, remind them who the real hockey house is because, uh, but uh, we went, we were here first. We're marking the hockey house territory. Uh, It's our ice now. So, um, that being said, uh, take it easy. Have a good one, guys. Have a great Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah, have a great Thanksgiving. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Woo-hoo!